Hello, you're listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. I'm your host, Wendy Rigby. Marmosets are tiny monkeys making a big impact in biomedical research. They are useful for research into everything from aging and autism to reproductive health and the emerging Zika virus. Texas Biomed is home to the Southwest National Primate Research Center, where hundreds of these small non-human primates are cared for. I'm Karina Ross. I'm an associate professor here at Texas Biomed, and I research marmosets and aging, and I'm in charge of managing the marmoset colony. How many marmosets on the campus? Currently, we have 350 marmosets, and we're getting ready to combine with UT Health, which has another 100 marmosets, so we'll have the largest marmoset colony in the country. That's exciting. Tell us about these little animals. Marmosets are really great primates. They are a New World primate uh, native to Brazil, and they are small. They're about squirrel-sized, and they're short-lived for a primate. So they live a maximum of 20 years, but on average, they live about five years. And they give birth to twins every six months. So because they give birth so often, and sometimes in multiples, does this make them a particularly good model for reproductive research? Absolutely. The marmosets are a great model for reproduction. Um, They allow us to look at factors in reproduction and how babies are born. And we've done some studies to look at stillbirth and miscarriages to try to prevent that. And they are a good model for early life development and what the impact of the environment is for that development. And since they come from Brazil, haven't they been used a lot in Zika studies? Yes, they are a new popular model for Zika studies because we can look at the early development, infect with Zika, and follow the pregnancy, and it it very much resembles a human pregnancy in that loss, so there's hope for future vaccine treatment using the marmosets. One of the most exciting areas of human health research where marmosets are a model is in the field of aging research. I asked Dr. Ross why these animals are good subjects for this kind of scientific study. Marmosets are a great model for aging because they're shorter lived than baboons and macaques. So baboons and macaques can live a maximum of 40 years. So an investigator that wants to study from birth to adulthood has to wait a long time and they have a very long career ahead of them. But for the marmosets, it's much shorter and they're a primate. So they have aging factors that look like us. They have cardiovascular disease. They have things that look like frailty, they have changes to their behavior, and all of those allow us to model human aging in a much shorter time frame. And we've done a lot of work with rodents over the years to model aging, but they're not a primate, and so they are awake at different times of the day, and their metabolism is different, and they eat different things, and the marmosets are more similar to us. So tell us about some specific projects involving aging and marmosets, and what science is learning. The marmosets are being used to examine a particular part of aging called health span. So we want to increase not just how long humans live, we've, we've done that, they live 100 years or 110, but we want to increase how long the average human has good health and they're independent. So for the marmosets, we've been looking a lot at markers for a disease called frailty, which geriatricians say they know it when they see it, and everyone can think of a grandparent or an older person that's frail and less likely to be resilient if they fall. So we've been 
looking at the marmosets for signs and biomarkers of frailty. And we've also been looking for cognition and changes in memory and how we can intervene. So they are a really great model to do drug testing. So a drug named rapamycin, which is very popular in aging research, it looks like it extends lifespan in mice. So we're testing it in marmosets to see if it increases health. And that health would include the ability to be independent, the ability to maintain your cognition and memory. Um, And if we can do those things and intervene early enough in aging, then people will not just live longer, but live healthier lives. Because there's no point in living longer unless you can live healthy and live better. Right. We want people to be able to live independently and not live in nursing homes and isolated situations with poor health where they are um, suffering from a, a multitude of diseases. Most of the diseases that aging research is interested in, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, cardiovascular disease, the major risk factor for all of those is age. So if we can push that back and have people be healthy into their 90s, then it's a lot less medical burden and a lot less burden for the individual. What do you like personally about working with these particular research animals? I always thought I was going to grow up and work with apes, and then I met marmosets in my during my undergrad, and I fell in love with marmosets. They're small, and they're interesting, and they have personalities, and they are always excited to see us, and they are excited to get marshmallows. They'll do anything for a marshmallow. They're easy to work with and they form these families and they spend a lot of time invested in their infants and so that makes them good to study for reproduction and infant behavior, but it's also fun to work with. It's rewarding to work with and to see. When I've been back there in the marmoset area, I noticed that the males sometimes carry the babies on their backs. They do. Marmosets are great male models for what dads should look like. So the (laughs) the males are the primary caregiver once the babies are about two weeks old. They carry the babies. They feed the babies. They still go back to nurse on mom, but the dads are the primary caregivers, and they're, they're very protective, and they are very interested in babies, and they'll care for any baby. It doesn't have to be their baby. Joking, the researchers always joke with their husbands that you should be more like a marmoset dad. <laughs> what are some of the specific research projects involving marmosets here at Texas Biomet? We have a lot of uh, research projects. We have projects involving the Zika and Zika development of the vaccines. We have studies on working memory and cognition in aging marmosets. We have a study on locomotion in aging marmosets. We have studies on early development and potentially autism in marmoset infants. We have studies on male fertility drugs trying to prevent sperm production. Those are the big major ones going on right now. We have a lot of interest in learning more about primate physiology and behavior and and what that means about humans. When you talk about biomarkers, can you explain to people what that means and how that helps going forward in designing any kind of intervention or therapy or vaccine? 
Yeah, so a biomarker is something that we look for that signifies change in um, a medical condition. So, for example, um, with aging, we can look for changes in metabolism, and we can look for certain easy things like glucose, and that could be a biomarker of change and predict risk for further disease. So glucose and insulin are biomarkers of diabetes. So we're looking for those types of markers and changes so that we can predict change in the future for an individual. As a layperson, I wonder, how can you gauge memory in a marmoset? Yeah, that's been really challenging. We, in a human, when you go in, if you if you take an older person into a human's uh, a geriatrician, they ask them what year it is and who's the president and what they ate for breakfast. And we can ask the marmosets that, but they won't answer. So um, <laughs> we've been trying to develop more clever tests for asking them the same questions. So they they do a touch screen task where they touch a symbol and they have to remember that symbol. And the symbol doesn't mean anything, but we can do those same tests in humans. And then we ask them, now you've been remembering the green triangle, now you need to remember the red circle um, and get them to switch. And older individuals have a hard time switching um, because they they lock onto something and that's what they remember. And so it's a very similar test to what we do with humans, but we're looking, we're always looking for new ways to test memory and recall and asking them about time um, because they get up and they have a series of things that they do every day, um, eating and resting and and grooming, um, but we don't know how to ask them if they know what time of day it is. So we're, we're still working on those types of tests and trying to be creative. Dr. Ross is also working with an investigator from UT Health San Antonio using marmosets as a model for autism. They are interested in whether infants um, have a less likelihood to interact with each other and interact with their parents. So in autism, part of that diagnosis is the inability to socially recognize cues and to respond to conversation. So in marmosets, we know that they develop calls that aren't, aren't language but are language-like and they learn those. And so in this um, investigation they're looking to see if they are less likely to interact with the parents and less likely to interact with each other and if their calls develop normally. So I know this isn't your only job. <laughs> Tell us about the other role you have. Yeah, so I'm an associate professor at A&M San Antonio, and that's my primary job, um, and I'm joint appointed here at Texas Biomed, and so I'm a teacher at, at A&M San Antonio. I'm in the biology department, and I teach all of the animal classes, so animal physiology, and right now I'm teaching a mammal class, and I get to teach the fun classes. What would you like lay people to know about non-human primate research that you think they don't know? Yeah, so I think a lot of people, they hear propaganda about non-human primate research and about animal research in general, and um, they don't realize how tightly regulated things are and how hard we as investigators work to increase animal welfare and to take good care of our animals, because sick animals and animals that are portrayed as being abused, which they aren't, um, but they're no good for research either, and they don't answer the questions for research. So investigators spend a lot of time and are highly invested. Our care staff are amazing, and they spend a lot of 
time working on, you know, building hammocks and treats and, and things for the marmosets to, to live happy, healthy lives. And I think that people at home sometimes don't don't think about those things and they don't realize the amount of time that goes into science and the amount of time that goes into care of the non-human primates and that we use it not just to better human lives, but to better the animals' lives. So um, we learn things that we can take back into conservation efforts, and we learn things that we can take back into veterinary care and um, to just make lives on Earth better for everybody. And as a researcher, I know you use the fewest animals possible to get the answers you're looking for. Yes, we absolutely do. We focus on looking statistically, but looking at um, the big picture and trying to figure out how few animals we can use and how to maximize that effort with the few animals. So especially for aging research, we talk a lot about this investigator wants to do this project and this investigator wants to do this project and they're similar. So can we pair them together so that we have maximum use of a few animals and those animals are, are really um, invested in those projects. So do you have high hopes for this now largest colony of marmosets in the country? <laughs> I do. I, it's really exciting, and it's exciting that people are interested in marmosets, and it's exciting that the National Institute of Health is in interested. And I just got back from a workshop yesterday, um, and, and people are really interested in marmosets. And Southwest National Primate Research Center will have the biggest marmoset colony and will serve the national need for all the research projects. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes and other popular podcasting platforms. If you want to sign up by email, just log on to our website, txbiomed.org, search for podcasts, and enter your address. A new podcast will show up in your inbox every two weeks. At Texas Biomed, we love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.